Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share Embrace the Spiritual podcast on all streaming services, including YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for bonus content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression, raw Reiki, or Akashic reading with Dawn, go to her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com. And to book an aura regression, raw Reiki, Akashic reading, or to do a home or pet clearing, visit Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. All right, welcome back. We are so excited. Our first special guest on Embrace the Spiritual podcast. This episode, we are going to be talking about a special topic that Dawn will share with you in a moment. But I wanted to introduce our special guest. She is a fellow Aura and Rock practitioner. So we got to meet this beautiful soul at Mount Shasta, where all three of us met. It was beautiful. And she also does home and land clearing, chakra balancing through beautiful sound baths. We have been lucky enough to experience her amazing healing food as she is an amazing chef and healer and a beautiful bright soul on this earth connecting hearts. You can find this lovely guest on her Instagram at shiny disco ball and book a session with her on her link tree at the same shiny disco ball. So drum roll. We are so excited to welcome our beautiful friend, Candice. Welcome, Candice. Yay! I'm so honored and so excited to be here with you guys. Oh, I love you both so much. I'm just so, 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 so excited. Thank you for having me. And our special topic today is holding space for the divine masculine. We hold space in our hearts every day for humanity But with everything changing, and I just felt that this was needed being around Valentine's Day. So, and Candace and I have had such deep and beautiful talks about holding space and the stuff that she does for them. I just thought, you know, she would be the one to go and talk to, tell us all that she does and to help us raise our awareness and hopefully the vibration of the divine masculine, because I've seen it myself. I've heard it from her stories. It's time for change. So as divine feminines, we are always holding space for humanity, but we're doing a special divine masculine. And this doesn't mean, you know, you have to be in a relationship with somebody. This is for if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're out of relationship, this includes everyone out there. Just hold space for them. So you take it away, Candace. Yay! Such a beautiful, such a beautiful, important topic discussion, which is, as we know, extremely needed right now. We carry such beautiful, let's say, you know, codes and frequencies within us as being the divine feminine. And we help awaken the divine masculine in our hearts and in our beauty and everything that we do and say, even the way we look at them when they're in our presence, there's like a vibrational ripple out effect that happens um, when you're just in the close proximity to a masculine. So I think it's, there's just so many things that we can do on a daily that really helps hold that beautiful space for them 
as we are in our hearts. It's been like a beautiful, amazing, you know, challenging at times dating in, you know, 2024. But so I've learned a lot on how to hold space and, you know, what all I can do to really be there for them. So yeah, there's there's a, a lot in there. I don't know where to begin. What should we dive into? When you're holding space, what do you do? Like, do you do it on a daily basis? Is it before a dating? Is it after dating? Like, tell us, like, what's your process? Because I know as a wife, I hold space for my husband, but I'm sure what you do is different for what I do. And so let's like, let's compare notes, girls. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So on a daily, I send just love, just pure love with no attachments, without harming anyone, without anyone's boundaries or for will, please. Like, I just send it off to the masculines that are in my life, two that are in my area, the ones that I have contacted or had any intimacy in any way with. Again, without harming anyone, just send out love, whatever's needed. And so I do that every single day. And also whenever I go anywhere and there's a, a masculine there, I am very mindful. I don't know about you girls, but you know, back in my previous life a few years ago, <laughs> in the old paradigm programming mindset, you know, it, it's, you hold so, I, I would hold so much. Like, mm, I don't want to say hatred because that's a strong word, but it really was, it's really has been programmed into us, this hatred towards the masculine and how they have done this and they have done that and pointing the finger. And, you know, but we forget they have also been extremely oppressed from the moment they are even born. It's like, you don't cry. You don't do this. Don't be this. Don't be that. Be this, be that. There's extreme pressure, extreme pressure that they live with on a daily constant that it's so much that they don't even know. Some of them don't even know where, what, what is life like without this feeling? I've met in dating, I've met a lot of beautiful souls and beautiful hearts, and they are in turmoil. They are struggling. They feel so much, so much pressure to, you know, do all the things that they were told that they need to have happen the house, the wife, the 3.5, you know, kids or whatever it is. And not only that, but there's such insecurity and they feel unworthy because they have been in past relationships that have been extremely toxic for them. And they, they're just thinking down into this pit of despair. And so those are the ones that kind of come, they, they put out a call and then they rise to me and we find each other. And then that's where this everything begins. But before I get to that, I just want to say that, yes. Yeah, so when I'm out in public or anything, you know, I just am warm to them. If somebody smile, I smile at them. I'll look at them in, in their eyes. I'm not like avoiding and like, oh gosh, this guy's trying to look at me and check me out. No, 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 no. See, this is where the mindset needs to be changed. I mean, to me personally, this is what I've done. I've shifted the perspective and mindset that it's not, they're not out to get me. I'm not the victim. I have this beautiful heart and I can hold this space for them and this love for them. And that makes a world of a difference and just opening up to them. And oh, because we hold that, can you just imagine like we're holding that negativity going around, walking around when we're like, oh, don't even look at me like, oh, he's talking to me, you know, and. I don't, I know we've done that. Like I know many women have done that. I've done that. It really like has that effect. Everything ripples out. Energy always ripples out. So if it's going to be negative energy or positive energy, people are going to feel it. It makes 
an impact around us. But I love that you brought up about that programming around the masculine because equally with the feminists, like the feminist movement, so then that put men back on their heels and, you know, really the intent of women stepping into their power seems to have this requirement of an offsetting decrease in masculinity, which the two don't cancel each other out. They're yin and yang, divine masculine and divine feminine exist in that balance within us. So I think that's really part of it as well, whether whether you are the masculine looking for the feminine, whichever side that you're on, it's about, I think, too, finding that balance of the masculine and feminine within yourself so that when you are ready to invite in a partner, then you're in better balance. Because I know, like you say, pre whatever, we, we should come up with a name for like pre and post that certain time frame. But you know, pre programming pro- before pre programming, there you go. Yeah, pre programming. Yeah. programming. I like that. Really, like, I would look for a partner and probably subconsciously that had aspects that I didn't because I didn't have the balance within myself. I was stronger growing up, kind of like that tomboy, right? I had more of a divine masculine than I did feminine. I always joke with my husband, right, that I'm the masculine, he's a feminine because he is really in touch with, it's taken some work, but he's definitely in touch with his divine feminine side. And for any of you people that don't believe that there's needs to be both in each of us, well, you can keep that to yourself because that's programming in itself. We need to be balanced. And you're right, like the masculine have grown up in a culture, you think those cultures that place the emphasis on having a man or a boy first, right? Those cultures that really, they if they don't have a boy first, it's like the end of the world, basically. And for boys, don't cry, suck it up. And all of these kind of written and unwritten expectations that society and family and all this programming is placed on the masculine, that in this new kind of I don't want to say era, but this new time that we're in, like we're in the time, the year of the dragon, things are moving fast and things are transmuting fast. So the amount of compassion, Candace, that you hold for the divine masculine is just beautiful because they're not used to receiving that unconditional love, right? It's like, you give me this, I'll give you this. And it's like this exchange and barter system almost. And it's horrible. Like, you know, I have a son and a daughter and our son is working on kind of that side because he's been kind of out of balance and no fault of his own, right? It's just what he is seeing as role models out there in social media that are putting on this kind of falseness. And you're right, holding that space of compassion for the divine masculine. and, And it's just about helping them see that different side of that compassion. I think it almost kind of takes them by surprise. Sometimes I think when someone can show them that compassion without strings attached. So I think that's really beautiful that you're doing that because that is the beginning of shift of self-worth with for themselves. I feel that is so beautiful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Michelle. And that is where the magic is. That's where just being love, just holding that space of love and compassion for them, no matter what, no matter what. And like in my personal experience, I have coming, you know, across a lot, like I said, masculine that have been in really toxic relationships with narcissists and they are really hurting still. They're really 
struggling and hurting and really healing. And, you know, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I feel their heart. I see their heart. I see the king within them. And I, I can see that where they're going, but they always have their free will choice. And so I'm just here. I just am in their life to show love, just love, just hold the space of love. And I mean, in going through the processes, of course, you know, I'm human in this experience, even though I'm multidimensional, of course, spiritual being, but you know, we're having this human experience and it's okay. It's okay that sometimes you feel like any, you want some more attachment or like maybe some expectation, you know, but I really, really, really do all I can with all the tools that I have to surrender to it and truly just step back into my heart, just stay in my heart, lead from my heart, feel from my heart, and just see them, truly see them, and not for the actions they're doing. It's been a really beautiful experience and also challenging, but such amazing opportunities for growth for me to be in to date, to date and to be with these masculines. And, you know, they might be acting from that place of hurt a lot and to know and to truly truly know my heart and feel it is not about me this is not personal about me and for me to just continue to show them love and that makes a difference it might not seem like it but oh my goodness if you really truly understand and know what love is that frequency of love it changes it can shift everything it heals everything and anything. Yeah. Just truly holding that space. And it's been amazing. I love that, that holding the love because a lot of times with this division that they've been shown, you know, with the programming, you know, you can't cry. They don't know even how to love themselves. So in turn, how are they supposed to love the divine feminine? And if you can't hold the love for yourself. And I think that is such a hard concept to, you know, how do you show a child that you love them? Because that's what it is a child that needs to be healed in them. And it's clear in those timelines for them holding the space. I feel like we should be holding the space for past, present and future for all those, you know, divine masculine so that we can help this process along as they heal, they, they heal us because we are working with this together. So, and when you're mentioning, you know, the divine masculine, and the feminine and we all have the parts. I was like seeing this like checkered thing, you know, like we have this yin yang going on, but then it makes this beautiful, like, you know, this opposite. And I was trying to figure out like, what are you trying to show me? Like, cause there is like a divine symbol within that. Cause we all have these things and we all bring them together. So it is something that we, we need each other. We cannot be without the divine masculine. We need them so much in our life. They help us so much and we help them. It is such, when you are in divine union, it is a beautiful thing. And I think what you're doing is absolutely beautiful and seeing all divine masculine in such a, so for such a vulnerable state that they don't even know that they're in and holding it with so much love and so much compassion. I just love you for it. Oh, yes. Just feel the love. I wish you could see our faces. There's lots of love going on. It's interesting. I wanted to come back to one of the comments you made, Candy, about the narcissistic women. I have really seen this over the last several years of how many narcissistic women are almost preying on men. And it's, of course, the men. It's not the men that are the big burly guys. It's the men that 
are more sensitive and connected. We call them sensitive, but I don't like that word. So we're going to cancel clear that word. The more uh, in tune they are with who they are, it's like these narcissists just prey on them like they're looking. And of course, through the work we do with aura regression and raw Reiki, we know high probability that's an attachment or an entity contributing to that. But I think having the awareness as a divine masculine, if you're listening to that, you don't deserve that. You do not have to beg for somebody's love and be pushed through all of these conditions. And if you really loved me, blah, 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 like, oh, it just, it's disgusting what these people, I almost don't even want to call them people, but I'll be respectful and call them people. It's very unfortunate. So if you are a divine masculine in that situation, you deserve better. Don't think that you deserve what you're getting. Stand up for yourself, put your boundaries up. And if they're not going to respect your boundaries, then you know what? You need to be looking elsewhere. And a big part of it comes down to communication. So, so many men aren't encouraged to communicate what they would like, you know, or expect. I don't necessarily like expect in a relationship, but things you would like to see maybe in a relationship or from your partner, it's okay to ask, you know, and if the other person can't give that to you, then send them love and keep inviting in. So as a divine masculine, also send out that love for who can come in and assist you. Maybe you've got some growth to do. One of the things that I wanted to bring up from the divine masculine perspective is even in a relationship, and and I've had to learn this because I've been stronger in my divine masculine, and you know my two beautiful co-hosts and guests today are very strong divine feminine. So even in this, interestingly enough, in my Zoom window, my picture is in the middle of these two. So it's no surprise. It's kind of cool that uh, I got the divine feminine bookends. I think one of the things is to give the divine masculine space to feel their feelings. So many times, even as kids, we tend to want to comfort the child, male or female, doesn't matter. And by comforting them and saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay, we're actually taking away and kind of down, downplaying or, you know, wanting to help them get over it faster. And it's actually kind of doing a little bit of a detriment. You know, if you're grieving something, allow the feelings to come. Because if you don't do that, you're going to stuff them down and typically, sadly, it's going to come out as frustration or anger down the road because you can feel this like stuff just inside you that needs to get out. And that's what our body does to release it. It comes out in that frustration. So really important, I feel, even if you're like myself, female, divine, masculine, I know that's been me in the past. I haven't let my feelings come out as much, you know, until we started doing this work. I don't think I cried as much as I have. And crying it from that perspective of feeling the true love, as you said, Ken's, that unconditional love just brings tears to you because it is a feeling that can't even be explained because it's just a feeling. It's a vibration and an energy. So I just wanted to add that about allowing those feelings to come because I think that's really important in honoring our divine masculine is to allow them to have those aspects of themselves to balance out their divine feminine because when they're in better balance, then it's going to be better harmony in a relationship when both partners are in that space. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you brought, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Also allowing their free will to decide what they can comprehend or not. Meaning 
when I'm anywhere and I randomly bump into a masculine or having conversation with any masculine or anybody for that matter, I'm not going to limit my speech and the things that I say. I'm going to talk the same as I'm going to talk here to anybody else and not think, oh, well, you know, they're not awakened. They don't know. They're not going to comprehend it. They're not going to understand. No. How do I know? How do I know? I don't know their life. Maybe maybe they will. And, and now I'm just deciding for them and not like allowing them that experience and that potential of expansion in their consciousness. And guess what? Maybe not in that now moment, they will not maybe grasp it the way that they might later on, but their higher self knows. Their higher self will bring it forth whenever needed in their now moment. And I think that's really important to also mention is that it's in their now moment. So for me, for what I've learned is to let go and surrender with the control and the holding on to expectation or how I want things to go or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, to really, and this is big for me and for the work that I'm doing with the divine masculine is really just sitting in my heart, sitting, being, not talking, not saying, oh no, like you do this, not changing, not trying to fix, not trying to say, you know, what you said, Michelle, you know, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, don't feel like, oh, well, whatever. Just sitting, just sitting. I hear you just allowing because the masculine, I feel they show their love and they, they, they grow through a different way than the feminine does. So in the feminine, I feel it's more in feeling, you know, and emotion. And the mask is more action. So just sitting and knowing, they know you're going to be there. You're there for them because you show it. Um, you're, you respect them. You, you support them in the action. It's so beautiful. I'm um, actually, it reminds me of, uh, I'm watching Yellowstone right now for the first time. <laughs> and it's so good. Oh. And the relationship, oh, yes, girl, I know. Michelle, you and I have good, we watch the same shows together. You know about it. Um, yeah, if you could see our messages back and forth. Oh, did you see this? Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're always uh, scouting out there. <laughs> Oh, yes. There's so much beauty that we learn through media, um, you know, in all ways, negative and positive. But the relationship between Rip, 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 sorry, Rip and Beth in Yellowstone is so gorgeous. So the episode I watched last night, it was so beautiful. So it actually really solidified that thought process in like that, that the masculine they they love in a different way. They feel love in a different way than us. And it's important for us to see that, try to try to, you know, understand it or um respect it. To respect it. And I think that's really huge. The character Rip just looks at her and he's like, I love you. I I you here is everything to me. Like I am good. You in my life, you know, that's all that I need. And he just wants to love her and he just wants to support her and he just wants to protect her and she is the best that she's so strong and she's melting in his arms like she feels completely safe to do so and it's because he even though he's been through such hard times in his life extreme extreme struggle he has this confidence within him and this is about what you mentioned um don about loving themselves like learning how for them to love themselves. It's extremely important, extremely important because once they are able to find that love within them, then they have that confidence and then they're able to say and provide that beautiful protection, that beautiful safety for 
the divine feminine. And then we can just do what we, this is beautiful balance. We are able to do what we need to do and they're able to do what they need to do. So I think that's really like big, 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 big right now is asking for help for the divine mass and asking for help and finding the love within themselves. I'm going to have to watch Yellowstone now. So somebody let me know where it's playing. (laughs) You really do. We got to get this into a three-day I never heard about it until she mentioned it. I was like, I live in a bubble. (laughs) So, but that is so beautiful. And it's so true. Like we really need to be there for each other. And I just see there is so many things that is working on a negative agenda level to have this divine masculine not be who they should be and to keep them down. Whether it be, you know, as Michelle was saying that, you know, I saw this like sorceress or succubus energy just because it is once you can tap into that energy and take it away like a vampire, they will keep doing it and they will not learn, unfortunately. So it is really starting to cut these people off and stop their supply because nobody should be feeding off of anybody, whether it's divine feminine, divine masculine, it's not how we should even be looking at things. But unfortunately, this is the what we're in right now. And we are trying to grow out of it to birth into this new energy that we all know is there. And I can feel it in my heart. And I know you ladies can too, to get to this harmony that we all deserve. Hopefully the divine masculine will realize that they deserve it as well as the divine feminine. They should not be putting themselves down or hard on themselves. And we are always hardest on ourselves. So what Candy is doing to hold this space for them because they can't do it for themselves oh, makes my heart want to, you know, explode up but like a supernova. So thank you. Supernova. I love it. As you were talking earlier, Candace, I jumped in and I thought, you know what? Invite your divine masculine to one of her beautiful sound baths. So we will have the link on our episode of how you can find Candy and book a sound bath with her. But what a great way to allow the energy and the resonance of the sound bath to connect with them on a soul level versus the words, because you can't deny what you can feel from that sound. And there's so much I know that can shift without you having to do anything. You can just lay there and listen to the beautiful music. So I wanted to jump in and kind of add that piece because that is a beautiful way to help yourself. You know, maybe you and your partner go do that. A couple of the things that I had written down. And I think when we get into relationships, and I know this is something, sadly, my husband and I didn't kind of figure out till probably being together, like I'm saying 10, 15 years. And it's about how each of us receives love. And it was really hard for me to articulate. So I wrote down the question, you know, what makes you feel good? Asking your partner, how does that make you feel? What makes you feel loved? I know early on, I couldn't have articulated that. And it changes. We evolve. So that answer changes. And sometimes we get into patterns, right? So we talked last episode about clearing patterns. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back because there's a lot of really good content and and suggestions on how you can maybe clear some of that pattern and programming so that you can step into having that divine partnership. Ask these questions of yourself first, even whether you're in a relationship or you're wanting to find a partner is what do I do to make myself feel good? And so that's all about that self-love, self-care, self-worth is if I can't describe what makes me feel good, how am I going to explain to a partner what makes me feel good? You know, maybe it's 
for me, I love going out, let's go play golf, right? So let's do something together. And so what I've discovered, so if you can maybe articulate activities you like doing as an example, you'll kind of find what the common thread is, what you really like. One of my love languages is quality time. I didn't know that. And it was lots of exploration and some ups and downs and trials and tribulations to get to that point. But now I know quality time, you know, put the phone away, spend time with me. And that makes me feel good because it makes me feel wanted. And I have to want myself. I have to want to be with myself. I'm totally good being, you know, in my own space because you need that balance. But the quality time really works. You know, those things that just make you feel loved. Like what makes you feel loved? If you can't answer that question, it's going to be pretty hard to be in a relationship with somebody because what's going to happen is you're going to have all these expectations that aren't met. You're going to get frustrated, but the person can't read your mind. And sometimes we assume they can, and then we get passive aggressive about it because they're not really hearing me, but you're not really being clear. And we're expecting them to just know. I could probably tell my husband, well, just message Dawn. She'll tell you what I'm thinking because so many times Dawn finishes my sentences, but yeah, it's pretty cute. So check in with yourself. How does something make you feel? Because I think so many times when we're in relationships, we're not, yes, we're being with, with the other person. Sometimes you don't have to say anything and you're still communicating, but don't forget to take that time to say, how are things going? Is there something I can do differently? I know my husband, one of his love languages is words of affirmation. Well, you know, there's a little quiz out there of all the different types of love languages you could do, but not necessarily that I'm promoting it. But my point is, is it helped me articulate what I want. And I realized what makes him feel loved is the thing that I'm the worst at. So that's why we joke that we're actually, you know, I'm the divine masculine, divine feminine, because I have to work at it. So I've actually said to him, look, I know that's how you feel loved. If I'm not doing enough of it, please let me know. Because if it's not second nature to me, I need to work at that and make sure it's not about just buttering them up. Sure, you could do that. But it's more about that genuine recognition of the other person and say, oh, yeah, I appreciate you. I recognize what you're doing instead of just taking it for granted. So I think that's really important to have that communication of just it's almost basic, like get back to basics. But I don't think we even do that in the beginning. We kind of jump in with our set of expectations. They jump in with their set and the programming and everything. And there's usually initial chemistry. But once you get beyond that, what what's the substance? So you have to build the substance. You have to look for it. You have to discover it and then work on it. And don't forget that it evolves. We evolve they evolve, you're evolving together. Sometimes you're evolving at different, different rates. And that's okay. As long as you're aware of it, and that you're not putting unrealistic expectations on one another, but just be in sync and listen. As you had said earlier, Candice, like listening. And I think that's something that we don't typically do enough in any relationship that we have. We're always formulating our next response of how we're going to, what we're going to say. And we just need to be still. Yes. It's just that stillness is so important. And that just reminds me in that old past paradigm, you know, the old programming that we were in, we were most women. I know I was, was very, really in my masculine because just kind of, you know, if you don't 
back then, you know, if you don't have the masculine standing forth or you don't feel safe or you, you don't feel protected, you know, it's kind of only natural that within me, my masculine steps way up forward, like, okay, I got you, let's do this. And so, I mean, that explains a lot of the the feminine, uh, the, what is it called? The feminine movement, the... Yeah, like feminism feminist or, yeah, the feminist the, movement. Yeah, and all, all of that. But now, go, exactly, going back to basics. So what is that? The masculine is here to protect us, to make us feel safe, right? I mean, when they are, when they're ready to step, step forward in that, in that position in place and to what, to allow the divine feminine. And I always say this, it's so funny, like just to get naked and run around in in the moonlight. Like, this is the point, like, thank you for us to be in the flow within our waters. Okay. We are, we have a womb of creation, you know, we have, we're the waters within to flow on that beautiful, like lazy river, just in surrender okay in surrender that's what we were not doing when in the programming stages but now after the programming let's go back let's remember and go back to that you know just flow and that's when you just sit and listen that's when you hold the space for them and you're not trying to do something about it action that's masculine the action the do let me fix let me change let me do it like hold on just sit just be there's so much power in that sitting and being and surrendering and letting go not just for your counterpart but for you as well for you as well to every single night before you go to sleep just burn something just let it all go i surrender it all i let it all go all negativity, everything from the day, it's gone. I give it to you, higher self, divine father, divine mother, whatever, gone. I think that's that's really important to do. You're speaking my love language. That's what I. That's like my plan to be able to sit out and lay out in the sun, butt naked, and just be. <laughs> and make sure that nobody sees me. But I love how you're talking. You know about this this beautiful flowing, and I have the perfect example. We do a show. And we had a couple who were the like poster child for what you don't do. And they actually helped us start breaking this programming because they were so dysfunctional and setting up. We literally, after one show, looked at each other and said, I don't want to be them. So I'm so grateful for them showing us how not to be. And this was probably about 10 years ago because they have not done a show in a long time. Um, they were, it's really hard when you are an artist and you have to bring your stuff states away, but the dysfunctionalness, nitpicking of the divine feminine and the divine masculine going, well, I got to work in my process and this is how, you know, like, I don't know the answers. And it was just like the wife said, you guys just have it all together. I just learned doing the show high stress. You, It's come in, bring everything. I was, you know, we tr- changed rules. I was the protection of the stuff while he just moved it all in because we're bringing in thousands of dollars of items. So, and I'm like, I can do that. Like I can read a book. That's not a problem. So, you know, it's nice to be able to change rules and know what they need. When you're speaking, Candace, I saw like this weaving, like the angels were showing me like we are weaving this beautiful basket is like the only thing I could think of, but this beautiful vessel that we can create together. And this is how it's supposed to go. The divine masculine lays down some reeds or whatever, and the divine feminine lays it down. And it's just a beautiful interwoven mesh that we should all be creating together. And when something fails, it comes apart. But if you, when you are living in flow, it just 
flows so beautifully and it's like a dance. And we all need to learn how to do this dance again with first it starts with you because if you are, you know, still in the programming and have that dysfunction, you need to work on yourself. And if it's divine feminine or divine masculine or finding the divine masculine and feminine in you to make yourself complete so that you can find your divine partner. So I just love all the things that you're talking about and making, you know, I guess like I knew it internally and now that I can vocalize, it's like, oh yeah, I get it. So thank you so much. I love all this wisdom being shared. It's so fun. One thing I wanted to talk about too, we've talked a bit, some about compassion and I want to expand on that around forgiveness. So I think what happens sometimes, and we do this for ourselves or for our divine masculine partner. If we were to have compassion around maybe some programming, likely some childhood trauma that the masculine has gone through that would result in them making a mistake in the relationship, whatever the mistake could be, you know, there's a whole myriad of things. I'm not going to put any labels on anything, but if we can have that compassion and hold that space for them to give them a chance to learn and grow from it, it makes the world a beautiful place because there's so many people that say, okay, yeah, if a man, you know, lies to me, that's it, I'm done. Well, how has that really helped? He's just taking on that trauma to a future relationship. And it might not be yours to work with. Maybe it, your path is actually to leave. So I'm not saying you have to stay, but you know, there's certainly situations that would make sense to go, but really it comes down to your own t- intuition and make sure that you're seeing the situation for what it is and that you're not seeing it through a lens of your own trauma. Because I think what happens is, is we put a lot of judgment on the divine masculine about what they're doing or not doing. And it's actually a reflection of our own crap that we have to work through. So really be aware of that. And we all have to work on ourselves. We can't change anybody else. As Candace said, you know, we've said this over and over and we can't stress this enough free will. People are going to do what they're going to do. We all have our soul lessons and things that we're doing in this 3D world. I just wanted to have you consider that whatever your divine partner has maybe done that has upset you, can you see it from a different perspective? And just give them the compassion to maybe work through. If they can't work through with you, then certainly encourage them to you know, confide in a friend, but the shift that we can see in the divine masculine when they feel heard, not judged, someone's helping them work through because they, a lot of times they can't articulate what's going on. They just, this has happened. I really don't know what, or maybe they can't remember what's happened in their childhood. Maybe you need to have an aura regression or at least a raw Reiki session with Candace, Dawn, or I. And that's how we can access those memories of maybe what's happened that's contributing to the situation and help clear that so that it doesn't have to be a repeating pattern. So I just wanted to add that balance of the compassion with forgiveness. We have to do it for ourselves. You know, if something's happened that we can't forgive ourselves for, it's pretty hard from the partner perspective to work through that. And then there's kind of always going to be this little residual nagging thing that'll come out in a passive aggressive way. So maybe that's why this is coming up is for you to watch in your relationship. If there's a lot of things that are kind of these passive aggressive little, you know, digs at each other, 
maybe it's time to just stop and say, okay, I'm sorry I did that. You know, clearly something's triggering me, which is what I need to work on and just discuss it to release it. And as you said earlier, Candice, like come home, light a candle. If you have a, you know, fireplace wood or gas fireplace, light it and just take that time to transmute, give it to the fire, give yourself five, 10 minutes. We talked about this in the clearing pattern, give yourself that time to release it. And then it's done. Beautiful. Having that higher perspective, like that, what you're saying, you know, not being in your trauma, in your trigger and taking action from those play, from that place, getting your heart. And like, how do we get in our heart if we're in that trauma place? Well, that beautiful awareness that you mentioned of, oh, okay, I'm feeling triggered. Okay. Why am I feeling triggered? Find the root cause of that. Cause there's always a root cause there's always a reason and you know try to pull yourself out of that trauma place and up above it like the eagle you know phoenix how it rises above everything else and it's able to see all perspectives and remembering just like michelle said we don't know everybody's whole entire life story and everything that happened in their childhood and everything that happened after that and all the details that make them react in the ways that they do or self-sabotage. I mean, geez, I've self-sabotaged plenty of times. Somebody's going to just judge me on one time doing that when I didn't really truly want to or really feel it. And it was just my, my triggers, whatever traumas that were playing out. So I think that's so beautiful to really focus on that forgiveness. There's a beautiful book. It's called The Four Agreements. And there's also The Fifth Agreement, which is amazing. And so the four agreements, it really talks about in detail how it's not like about you. It's not, don't we take everything personally. And that's what happens is like, okay, our partner lied to us. And then all of a sudden they're, they're damned. Oh, now I'm holding it against them. And now they're already under attack, you know, in the collective sense. And now they're under attack at home. And that we just like hold it over their heads. But this, it just, this book really solidifies and really explains that how we grow up, there's certain reasons and why we act a certain way, but it's their journey. It's their thing. It's what lesson do I have to learn about it? So to not always take everything so personally as we do. Anyway, I highly recommend that book. It really helped me so much because I have come from a really like controlling, jealousy, insecure, extremely insecure, low self-esteem place, you know, in my programming. So I'm coming from that and then into where I am, you know, how I, where I am now. And there's just so many beautiful resources to, you know, that help get yourself back into that heart space. And I mean, we could talk about ways in which I think it's important maybe that we do talk about ways that that the masculine can work on to get into their heart space, to, to find that love to build on themselves within themselves. And I think it really starts with, well, protections first and foremost, it's extremely important setting those boundaries and intentions daily, you know, to protect your space and energy and whatever you feel called to do, put yourself in a bubble love light and then gratitude a place of gratitude you know gratitude is in the same frequency as love it's in the same place so that's 
you know, you can like pop on to gratitude daily, however you feel called to do that and truly feel within that and be just be more intentional throughout the day. And like we mentioned at night, you know, just burn something, you know, the masculine, the feminine, and just really be intentional and, and you'll find your way back into your heart. Yeah, it's hard, but I believe in them. I believe in them. I know they got this. I know I'm here. I believe in you. <laughs> I love that. Gratitude, intention, and we'll add to our Embrace the Spiritual website that book, The Four Agreements. So you know the one if you aren't aware of that one and the five agreements. So thank you for sharing that because this podcast, we're all about sharing those tips and tools that you know we've come across and we know that's helped and, and hopefully can help you as well. One of the notes that I made earlier that I wanted to make sure and ask, ask you, Candice, is if you were to give advice to divine masculine for dating a strong divine feminine, what would that be? Mm, that's a good question. To see her, to see her for what she is, just to be you. I mean, that's a really good question. And I, I'm thinking about it in so many different perspectives. Yeah. Just to see her, just to see her, who she is, the goddess that she is. Think that sometimes when you say that, or when I do say that, sometimes the masculine, they feel like, oh, so you want to be worshipped and like constant attention all the time. And they kind of go in like that kind of spiral negative way. But it's not even what it is because you're the, you're the king and she's the queen. You're the god, you know, she's the goddess and you you work together. You just work together and you just see her for the healer that she is, the beauty that she is, and trust in her. And of course, all this is easier said than done. A lot of us have, or a lot of masculine, or a lot of us have trust issues and we are healing and working on these things. So if you're in, if you find a beautiful divine feminine and she is, of course, strong and fierce and sovereign in the most beautiful, soft, but strong way, you know, just cherish her and she will, as she is, she will cherish you and she will treat you like the king that you are as you treat her like the queen that she is. It's a beautiful balance, but of course, that's a really good question though. I'm curious what you, you, you girls would think. Don, what's your thoughts on that question? Ah, it, it is a balance because as he's supporting you, you are supporting him. So I see it like this, like this wave of you both crashing on the shore together. And I'm, you're probably thinking, wow, what a like you get the picture, but how do I do that? It's honestly, energetically, we are all unique and you are going to find your unique divine masculine. So what speaks for my heart might not speak for your heart. You might be like, well, that's not going to work for me when I need help, especially since, you know, I rarely need help. <laughs> um, it's like just stepping up and saying, yes, I'm here to support you. What do you need? Because there are times, you know, when I just time got away from me and like I didn't finish like all that I need to do, but I have to go to work or I didn't complete a project or I'm down to the wire or, and he is too. So it's like, you know, that what's going on, especially if you have children, but I mean, even without children, there's times when you're just like, Hey, I didn't take care of this. Could you help me out? You know, if you have animals, if you have, we all have bills. So just trying to, you do ebb and flow. Uh, with stuff or you know when you get sick like can you step up and take care of your partner you know I know there's been many times where my husband is the one who's getting sick where I have a more relaxed I can sleep in if I'm not feeling well but when I do get sick he's always like what can I do for you what is gonna help you heal faster and that is wonderful is, is being able to recognize you're not feeling well 
And he likes being bossed around because he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's just, you just like automatically do it. And he's like, uh, (laughs) so he doesn't mind, you know, in that moment in time to being like, okay, you need to do like these 10 things. And if you need me to write them down, I'll write them down. So, cause I, you know, I do the cooking. I clean sometimes. (laughs) And when it comes to like, when the girls were sick, I always just intuitively new, like, this is what we do, like for a fever, this is what we do, or I knew to look it up if, you know, A, B and C weren't working, where men, I think are more detached from that intuition, because that's what they've been taught. So it is harder for them to intuitively know, you know, I remember the one time our youngest got a, she ended up with a concussion, he ended up taking her to the ER. And because I wasn't there. So it was like stepping up and taking care of the situation when it came to, you know, that he needed to. So that was a beautiful thing that he did for our daughter. Yeah, just it all depends on what people need and want. So I don't want to like be like, this is what you need. But it might not sing to your heart because I know we're all different. Some people like chocolate. Some people like, I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. I like chocolate. Here's some thoughts that I had after I'd asked that question. I like that you brought up cherishing because I think that is a big part of the programming is we think, oh yeah, you're a princess. You just want to be treated like that way. But that's a one-way street. That's about someone always giving and the other person always receiving. And that's not healthy. Like that can't be sustained. So that's definitely not what we're talking about when you're in that strong divine feminine. But I feel like, kind of what Dawn said too, is if you need something, ask. Don't assume the other person needs it or don't assume the other person's going to do it. Because even though you have strengths and, you know, you kind of fall in, especially in a long-term relationship, like Dawn and I are in, not together, but separately with our own spouses. <laughs> Wait, you are? This is news to me. <laughs> You know, that sometimes we can get in that pattern of expectations, right? Don't expect something of other people. Ask them. Because when you expect it and they don't do it, guess what? You're frustrated. And that's not really fair because you didn't ask. So we all know our strengths and what we bring to the relationship. And I think one of the things I want to maybe caution people a little bit on is even though we have our strengths and we we tend to do those things within a relationship. It's okay and it's important to have the other person do those things too because they need maybe it's something that they need to work on, you know, building building up their skill set. Who knows what it is? And then there's some things that are just hard and fast. If it involves blood and needles, I'm the parent that steps in like there's just a hard pass on that one. So there's definitely some sometimes you'll have that situation. And for everybody's safety, it's probably just as well that, you know, I'm the go-to. But I think bottom line is the balance in any relationship is all about mutual love, honor, respect, and trust. Goes both ways. It's not one-sided. It's not lopsided. And give and receive. Ask. Don't expect. Be there when somebody needs something. And then they will be there when you need something. I think that's the advice that I want to share around that particular question for our listeners. Like a time. Yes. And so that's so beautiful. So no matter what, no matter what, to hold that space for them. Like you said, just mutual respect and honor and cherish and love. And so, and that's what I practice too. No matter what, no matter what, just holding that space of love, just holding, holding the space for them. Okay. 
just holding a space for them, holding that love. It's okay, you know, if, if you're holding that space of love and you're acting in respect and maybe they're not matching your energy. Okay, well then maybe things do need to shift. Maybe it is time for you to leave or maybe whatever needs to happen, but to just continue to stay in your heart as much as possible. It's like so important. It's so, so, so vitally important. Like on a hugely on an energetic level, like so, so, so big and within your body too. I know I feel so differently when I automatically get upset over something that just some, some petty thing about dating or, you know, something that they said or something that they did opposed to if it's something that I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I prefer not that. But staying in my heart about it and being, okay, well, let's not assume, let's have a conversation and I'll hold a space for them. It's just really, it feels better in your heart. It feels better just to hold that space. Because sometimes I feel like, am I help? Like, how am I helping? If I don't see it, am I really doing something? And I'm reminded, yes, you just being there, holding that space of love, just holding the space for them. Just continuing to be in your heart, continuing seeing and feeling their potential and their heart and the king that they are. Whatever energy that I have that's from me doing that, it goes and it's within them now. It's like kind of like a seed that is implanted. And so then anytime when they are ready, then that will start to grow. And so then you have done it. There's not, we always think about like, oh, big action things we have to do to really make a big difference. But sometimes it's really just like a warm smile or a nice hug or like, I hear you, I see you. And that that beautiful love that ripples out. So I want to share. <laughs> love it. Dawn, do you have any final thoughts around divine masculine inviting divine masculine in? What the angels were telling me, ask Candy three to five things that that you would recommend those who are not doing what you're doing, what they can do on a daily basis to help shift. Beautiful. Just number one, try to, we need to shift our perspective and our energy around the thoughts that we have around men and whatever you feel called to and how to do that. Get in the place of gratitude with it. Honestly, it's the start of so much in my journey. So I always start with that. You can write down three or five things every single day of what you appreciate and love in the masculine, in men. And it'll get easier as you go on. And you will then as you're like in that beauty of of gratitude, the love will grow and more and more will come through. And then you'll be thinking about things when you're not even sitting down writing them throughout the day. Like, oh, I love that too. Oh, I love that too. Now you're creating like this beautiful, like, mm, I don't know, like, what am I seeing? Like a vessel, like a, a vortex of love. Like the flow of love in. Yeah. As you're opening the portals through your heart, the portal through your heart, the portals, it's like just spinning around you, just rippling out to wherever it needs to go. Gorgeous. So that would be definitely first I would recommend. Also, um, I don't know what I do too that really helps. Well, I send them love too. Let's, that's also something. You can just send them love throughout the day as you're doing your protections and shieldings or whatever you're setting intentions or whenever, you know, throughout the day, just send them love without harming them, you know, without harming anyone, without impeding any boundaries of voice, just love, pure love. And that makes such a world of a difference. I was telling Dawn earlier, I have a, this song that I replay and there's, there's other songs too, that when I hear songs that I feel like are talking to the divine masculine, just letting them know, like time to rise up or breathe, continue to breathe. Like, it's okay. We got you. Like there's a few songs that I have that I just love to listen on repeat and just feel, just 
feel it. I'm singing to them. You know, I'm putting my energy to them. I'm like, okay, this is it. Yes. You know, we can do this. And just having that belief within them and just trying to hold that, that all of that and all the space of love and just staying in your heart and just really rise above it. Just really be that eagle and that phoenix, seeing all perspectives. Thank you. Ooh, I did great. I love that ending statement that you had. We couldn't be happier to have had you as our very first special guest on Embrace the Spiritual podcast. And it won't be the last time that we see her because she's just a wealth of knowledge. And maybe we need like a a cooking, cooking with candy kind of show. Maybe we need to do something around food. She creates magic with her food. Let me tell you, it's so nourishment. We love you. We thank you for joining us on this very special episode. And remember, listen with your heart, not your ears. Be love, send love, and manifest from a place of love. I just want to say thank you to you both. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for us standing together as the trinity of women holding the space today for the divine masculine. Beautiful. I love you both so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun and I look forward to more connecting hearts together. Stay tuned for next week where we talk about twin flames with our next special guest. What are they? How do you know if you're in a twin flame relationship? Is it all what it's cracked up to be? And much, much more. Follow, subscribe, and share Embrace the Spiritual Podcast on all streaming services, including YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Go to embracethespiritual.com for bonus content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression, raw Reiki, or Akashic reading with Dawn, go to her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com. And to book an aura regression, raw Reiki, Akashic reading, or to do a home or pet clearing, visit Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. With infinite love and gratitude, thank you for joining us.